Bavakama Perkhes Mishnah Dalit eight four. And now this Mishnah will discuss other kind of um, exceptional, interesting cases. Uh, the Mishnah is a little misleading, so let me say it outside first. We're basically have two categories of people. Um, we're going to have the Cheresh Shota Vakatan, those people lack Da'as. And the Mishnah will say there's an asymmetry, it's, it's called Pigiyasan Ra. Having a conflict with them is, is just bad because you have to pay them, but they don't have to pay you because they're not subject to the requirements of payments because they're exempt from mitzvahs. It'll say similarly that when it comes to um, a conflict between a, a woman and a, um, a slave, it's similarly also pigiyasan ra, for essentially the same reason, because you would have to pay them and they wouldn't have to pay you, but the reason's totally different. When it comes to an eved and a woman, the reason why they don't pay if they cause damage is not because they're not required to pay or liable to pay, they are. It's just that under um, normal circumstances, a woman doesn't have money of her own, which isn't and somehow like, you know, leaned or encumbered by her husband's rights, so she wouldn't be able to pay under normal circumstances, and the Evid never has money of his own. And therefore, the thought is that since um, you won't be able to get paid, um, sort of this, this a, if you pick a fight with them, you're going to lose because you have to pay them, but they won't have to pay you. The difference, of course, is that in the event that a woman um, becomes, you know, divorced and gets her super payment or somehow comes into money, or if a slave gets emancipated and comes into money, so then they're liable to to make the victim their victim whole. Whereas um the the Kher Shotavakatan, that's not the case. They were exempt at the time. So even if your Shota recovers and becomes, you know, mentally sound, he will not have to pay um back damages. Uh there is a discussion regarding a child. If a child who causes damage to a person when the child becomes a a gadol or gadol barbas mitzvah, if they should pay back, and although there are some opinions that they have to, uh, pretty much the consensus is that any kind of payment that a child would make to his victim when the child becomes um, fully liable in mitzvahs is only um, like a kind of kind of like um, uh, I'll call it, you know, for lifnim for sadin, not according to the letter of the law. Okay, that's the Mission in a nutshell outside. Inside it says, Cheresh Shotavakatan, the Cheresh, the deaf mute, who's said to lack Das, the Shota, the mentally incompetent, lacking Das, and the Katan, the minor, not reaching Bar Mitzvah again, lacking Das, and therefore they're exempt from all Mitzvah obligations. Pigiyasan Ra, a conflict with them is just bad, because Hachovo Behem Chayev, if one injures the Cheresh Shotavakatan, he has to pay all those payments. Um, P.S., the Shota is considered to not have. Um, Boshas payments eligible because they don't really have emotional distress, but uh, in general, they, all these people get you know these payments. But if the Cheresh Shota or Katan injures somebody else, Paturin, they're simply exempt from any payment. Even later on, they never have to pay, even if they get better. As for an Evid, this now we're talking about an Evid Kanani. And Isha, any Jewish woman, Pigiyasan Ra, also it's a it's, uh, conflict with them is bad. Because if one injures them, one must pay on the spot whatever damage she calls to the woman or to the slave. But as a matter of just practicality, if they injure somebody else, they will be exempt from payment. Again, not because they're not liable to pay, but because they just haven't got the wherewithal to pay in most cases for the woman and all cases for the slave. But says the Mishnah, they actually will have to pay at a later date if they're able to, if they come into money. For example, Nizgarsha Isha, if a woman gets divorced, or Nishtachrer Ha'evid, or if the, the slave gets emancipated, so then Chayavin um, Lishalem, they'll have to make their you know, compensation payments. That is to say that when the woman or the slave injures the the regular Jewish person, so then they'll receive from the Bezin essentially like a, a contract, an IOU that says, listen, this woman injured you and she owes you 
you know, $100, and she'll, you can collect if and when you can ever collect. So when the woman then gets, you know, her ksuba payments or the evidence gets emancipated, so then all of a sudden the person who was injured by them previously will come to the bezin and wave their, you know, their IOU and say, listen, this woman or this slave owes me money, and now they can pay me, so they must pay me. And they would be forced to, to indeed make that payment.